Movies. The Final Frontier. These are the voyages of the Super Movie Ball crew. Their endless mission? To seek out and watch the strangest stuff these two weirdy nerd balls can dig up. This week is all about Star Trek. This is just a conversation that sort of turned into a micro-episode. Love it in all its unstructured glory. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Super Movie Ball. Coming at you with something semi-new. I'm excited to talk about this, but I hope everybody's week is going good. I couldn't do it alone. I can never do anything awesome alone. I always gotta have somebody to help me. And I have my most favorite guest of all time oh boy on to help me sorry <laughs> other <Mr>. guests <laughs> it's mr denim jacket himself <laughs> i now i do have to be fully transparent here i am not wearing a denim jacket i just got back from work and i'm still in my work clothes so he's in his, so he's in full denim overalls is what he's in right now <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Okay, so we're doing this remotely. He's at his place, I'm at my place. But uh, if you couldn't guess by now, it's uh, four-time, now four-time guest of the show, Yeah, Riley Bowman. Is, is anyone else even close to four times? No, not at all. Okay, We've good. only had, like, three guests, I think. Well, We've had you. No, that's wrong. It's There's four guests. So not even. You've already trumped all the guests we've had. You've already tied them, basically. Well. Because we've got John, we've got Jake. And we've had Sean, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, so, and I am—I'm uh, solidly in the lead. Yeah, well, you're tied for them right now because you've got well four. for all of them, but individually, but for all of them. individually, yeah, you're yeah. You're, you're totally you're you're dominating. Man. Good, good. Anyway, enough of that bullcrap. How you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, Glad what's to new? Be, uh, nothing. What's new in Grandma talking Star Wars podcast? <laughs> well. We'll make an announcement here that we haven't made it on our show yet. We're losing a host, so there you go. There's some spicy <gasps> news for you. Exclusive. Yeah. Super yeah. Movie Ball exclusive. <laughs> we haven't had a chance to record since he decided to. Uh, since Isaac decided he was he had to leave the podcast for a bit. So there you go. There's your exclusive. Awesome. Awesome. We need to get those. So if anybody wants some grandma talking news, they've got to listen to this episode and then they'll immediately stop. <laughs> or you know. But I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to your podcast follows you on Twitter, so they already know about it. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a that's a big bummer, and that's going to change the dynamic a little bit. But I'm excited because you it, there's still three of you, mm-hmm. so it's not yeah. like it's just you and Isaac. You know, you right. got, there was four of you, now there's three. So there's still you, there's a lot to work with. Yeah, we're there's, not we're not really panicking yet. You know, we're not looking for someone new at the moment. <laughs> that's fine. I don't think you need it because you already had done a couple of episodes before Isaac announced this. He was on vacation. Right. Um. And you guys were already doing some episodes without him, and the episodes that you did without him were just fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I we're we're sad to see him go, but we understand there are more important things than podcasting. I guess that's what he says. You know, <laughs> you sound a little bitter when you. Say that. <laughs> no, I'm am only bitter because he's smart and he got out of it first. <laughs> he's like, dang it, I wanted to leave. <laughs> I was going to do it for like two years and be like, okay, guys, we did it. It was a nice experiment, but I got to move on with my life. Yeah, no, he he won. He won. He got out for Well, you know what? You can still leave it. You can, They can still have a podcast with just two people because some people do it with just one. Yeah, but so. here, here's the big problem is I do all the production, so I'm not sure what they're going to do if I leave. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. They can 
edit, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> For lack of a better term. I, I really hope they listen to this. episodes have been dropping in quality, <laughs> like technically, not not content-wise, but technically. I'm like, oh, there's a little uh, hitch in that giddy up there. But uh, I will say a lot of that is just me getting lazier. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes, a lot of You're that You're trying to is. cover for them. You're trying to cover for them. You're a good friend. <laughs> You're trying to cover for them, but I know. I know it's them dropping the ball. No, I'm not going to badmouth them too much because, honestly, my show, for like five episodes, the audio quality was terrible because I couldn't figure (laughs) out the sync on it, so I had to put it in stereo. And everybody's like, why is it in stereo? It sounds crappy. And I'm like, there's something wrong, and I can't fix it, but I finally fixed it. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. But, no, you guys, your last episode was on Solo. Yes. You did the Solo commentary, which I actually really love. Your commentaries are really good and fun to listen to. Yeah, um, we've had a lot of fun doing those. And, again, in keeping with the lazy theme, it is the easiest thing to do to just sit and watch a movie and talk about it. But it's it turns out it's a lot of fun, too. It's a lot of fun for you guys, I'm assuming. Yeah. You sound like you're having a good time, and it's, but it's a lot of fun listening to it. Go on, and man. a lot of people are like, oh, man, I don't have time to sit down and watch the movie, but, like, Especially movies like, I don't know, The Phantom Menace. Like, that movie's burnt into my memory because I've right. just seen it so many times. So, when you guys are talking about, uh, you know, how good the, uh, you know, the Naboo Starship look, I'm like, oh, I, I know exactly what moment they're talking about. You right. Because I've just seen those movies for so, so many times. So, it's it's really great. So, like, the movie's playing in my head and then I, all I have to do is just picture what you guys are talking about and... It's pretty good, but uh, no, I really have been enjoying those, and then hopefully you guys will be doing the Clone Wars episode for the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, that's, you said you would. That's gonna, it's, said- it's going to come out this weekend. It will be coming out on Sunday. Well, not for when you're listening <laughs> it, to this. It's probably it already can't out, be- but... It can't be that bad, can it? Oh boy! Well, our, I don't think our episode is that bad, although it gets, it goes way off the rails at the end. But the movie itself is very bad. Yeah, I remember not liking it a whole it's lot. It's bad. Ooh. Well, it was so bad that it, it, I watched it because I was like, well, let me just watch it, you know, because I was like, yeah, it's something different. And even though I'm not a big fan of the prequels, I was like, I still, you know, it's Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I still think there are definitely good things about the prequels you know what i mean right uh and i know you're not a fan of the 2d clone wars but i really enjoyed that so i was like let me see what this is about so i watched the movie and that movie's so bad that i was like for the (laughs) longest time for years i did not watch the series same thing i mean i did not watch the the series the tv series until it was on netflix like way later because because of that movie yeah same here because i watched it after it got added to Netflix, and then they did another season when they added it to Netflix. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. They got okay. one final season. Well, and then it's coming back again. But yeah, it, it got a well, yeah, a final for the time season once it moved to Netflix. Yeah, I got another season. But when it moved to Netflix, I I was like, oh, that moved to Netflix. And then I saw somebody's review, like, hey, if you haven't watched this, you should really watch this. It's some right. of the best stuff in Star Wars. And I was like, I'll be the judge of that. So I went <laughs> online. I read this really good article because it was like they released the episodes in non-chronological order. Mm-hmm. And because it's Netflix, they should really do this thing where you can watch the episodes in chronological order or you can watch them in order of release. Right. That would make sense. They could do that option. It's like, oh, do you want to watch it in chronological order or do you want to watch it? in? The-? They could totally do that. And I, if Disney op- has their thing, they're going to have their own streaming thing. 
they should do that as an option. Yeah, that would where be you cool. can watch it in release order, or you could ha- watch it in chronological order because it doesn't. The episodes aren't in chronological order, and I can't remember the reason for that. I, I don't remember the reason either, but I do know it's like the first three seasons, from like four on, I think it finally is in chronological order. But for some reason, yeah, because you, you watch like the first episode, spoilers, you see like three clones die. They all have names, and it's kind of weird that they all have like names, and they seem like important characters, and they all die in the first episode. And then like episode five, they're all alive again, and you're like, wait, what's what's happening here? So the first time I went through, <laughs> I didn't realize it wasn't in chronological order. It turns out you end up liking a lot of those clones that die in the very first episode because they get oh, fleshed man. out later yeah, in the I series. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so I watched them in chronological order because this article is like, here's the reasons why you should watch it. But if you are going to watch it, this is the way you should watch it. And mm-hmm. they gave me a list. And like a nerd, I printed the list out <laughs> so that I could watch them in chronological order. So I was like, instead of like, you know how Netflix is like, oh, we're going to start the next episode. I had to stop it and go back yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty excited for that. So to hear that for you. But have you, let me ask you this, segueing because I know you're a Star Wars guy. Yes. And we're both Star Wars guys. But are you a Star Trek? guy are you a star trek fan i i will say yes uh depending on the star trek i'm like a huge fan of the next generation i've watched that show many times since i was little and i like most of the next generation movies and like that's that's my star trek is is next gen i would say that's mine too like i I have like such a soft spot for that that when i did a recent rewatch that i finished probably a few months ago, mm-hmm. but man, every day I would just watch like one or two episodes. Yeah, it's good. Of start of Next Generation, and it is it holds up. It's still really good. I mean, it holds yeah. up as far as like the content. Like obviously, some of the effects and right, right. hairstyles and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that dated. stuff is is very eighties and nineties and doesn't yes. always hold up. But yes, you, the characters and the stories are still very good for the most part. Yes, they're very good. I'd say if you're going to do a rewatch and you're not a huge fan, but you want to watch it, I'd say you could go to probably season two and a half, mm-hmm. three or something, and then yeah. start from there, and then you'll be fine. Yep. I but uh, we What I did with um, Chelsea, because she'd never seen it before, and we've been wa- going through it. We're not watching every episode. We've watched like all the Q episodes. We powered through the very first episode, which is not good. But it has some, <laughs> it has some important implications for how the yes. series ends. So we watched that episode and just went, have gone through and watched all the the good ones. Which, which there are a lot of good ones, but not all of them are good. No, no, that's that's for sure. Especially those first two seasons, they're just like, oh, like that was not. Right. But season three, it really picks up. Yep. It really picks it up does. and becomes really good, and like the Star Trek you know and love. And then but, I, I watched some Voyager. Uh, I didn't, okay. didn't love it. I never watched Deep Space Nine, which I know is highly regarded, and I always oh, mean to yeah. get back to it someday, but I've never never watched any Deep Space Nine. Um, the, I the, love Deep Space Nine. The original That's series is, is good, you know, for what it is, but I don't go back and watch goofy tv shows from the 60s very often as just, that's just not my <laughs> that's just not my thing you know i recognize no. what it did and what it stands for but if i'm gonna sit down and watch star trek i'm not gonna watch that yeah How, well i understand that have you watched the movies the original like the tos movie yeah i've seen I've, i'm sure i've seen all of them at least once once i like i love the goofy ones i love uh voyage home Is that that's the that's the one with the whales that's right one with the whales yeah that's the one with the whales love that yeah. one so i i have watched some of them a lot and 
all of them at least once. Okay. So how did you get started watching Star Trek? Was it just with your dad or you just picked it up on your own? Yeah, my parents were big Trekkies. I think, well, like the first episode, the first next Oh, your gen, mom too? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, her, cool. her dad was big on the original series. And then when Next Gen okay. came out, my parents watched it. So first, I was negative one years old when the uh, first one, first <laughs> season started. But then I remember oh, growing up right, and, yeah. and watching it. And I remember we had like a big event with a bunch of friends over when we watched the finale. I didn't really know what was going on at that point. But then it got reruns all the time. So I watched it all probably on reruns. Before oh, man, they even still Netflix. show it. Oh, yeah. But I'll be flipping through the channels because, you know, I still have cable. But I work for the cable <laughs> company. That's literally the only reason why I still have cable. But because um, I, I never I never watch it. But yeah, they still show the reruns. But for me, it's I got it through my dad. My dad loved the original uh, run of Star Trek. Uh, he was like a young man when that was on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he loves Kirk and all that stuff. He liked Next Generation, but he liked the other one a little better. Um, yeah. And if we were, if a Star Trek movie was, you know, coming out, we're, we're seeing that in the theaters. Because there's like, I have three other siblings. So it's like, there were six of us going to the movie theater. So every time we went to the movie theater, it was kind of an ordeal. It's, yeah, that's expensive. and It's yeah. expensive. And, you know, of course, somebody wants popcorn. So it's like it's that I could I could see why we because we rarely I love movies, but we rarely went to the movies. I mean, yeah. not a whole lot, not a whole lot. But there was a James Bond movie coming out or a Star Trek movie coming out. We were we're going to go see it. We're going to cool. go see it. Or, or, or Rocky movie. My mom and dad <laughs> love the Rocky movies. So I do, too. Yeah, I got through. My dad loves science fiction. So I got it uh, through him. Cause he loved Dr. Who as well. That's mm-hmm. another thing I'm into that I got from my dad, but I like, I love seeing, I've seen all the, uh, original TOS movies for those who don't understand. TOS is the Kirk and Spock from back in the day. I, I saw those, a lot of those I saw in the movie theater cause I was old enough to see him in the movie theater. So mm-hmm. I think I want to say the search for Spock is the first one I saw in the theater. I remember okay. being a little, very little, Seeing that, I mean, really, really little. I don't remember it very well, but I remember yeah. the Spock, and he's like groaning because he's growing <laughs> right. rapidly. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, I have a soft spot for um, the Undiscovered Country, which is the last one. Okay, yeah, I don't that remember one, much about that one. That one's really good. That one's really good. Uh, that's when Kirk and McCoy they go to like the prison planet or the pr- penal colony or whatever. Uh, it's, it's, it's on a planet or is it on a, like a small moon or something like that? I can't remember. That's no moon. <laughs> oh, see, that's uh, why you're gotcha. here. I love it. <laughs> love it. It's so good. And I love the next generation. That's mine. Yeah. Like I like it better than the original series. Like I, I'm rewatching the original series right now. And a lot of them, I'm just like, ugh. ugh this is, this is so slow. This should be like a half hour long. Why is this yeah. an hour long? Have you ever seen the animated series i have not original. i have not ever it's seen on that. netflix is it good it's worth n- <laughs> I, I like the stories okay Here, here's what's okay. here's what's good about it here's what's good about it the animation is is not good but it's voiced by the original cast okay. there's That's aliens cool. that are a part of the crew which is cool mm-hmm. and then um the stories are good and they're only a half hour long okay and they're like kid half hour long which means they're like really like 20 like 20 minutes, minutes yeah yeah so you could watch three of them in an hour i'd say there's i'd say look up the best ones and watch them because they're they're kind of good they're the, kind of the animation it, just from looking at it makes me think of the old like hanna-barbera justice oh, it's exactly Friends what it is. stuff you know yeah yeah he-man yeah, the, type of the superman 
Yeah, uh, Super Friends. Yeah, right. I used to watch Super Friends. So it doesn't bother me because those are the kind of cartoons I grew up on because that's yeah. all there was. It, it's the animation's terrible, <laughs> but it's it's if you're just if you want to be like a complete geek, you can watch a few of them, and they're not bad. Some of them are actually really good. I'm like, wow, this is good, and it's only 20 minutes, so it like moves along. They a can fast they clip. can probably do cooler things as far as like um, locations and aliens and things because the budget, you know, you don't have to worry about buying. <laughs> yeah crazy alien masks and stuff you know? yeah and all the effects or whatever yeah. everything's animated so yeah. there's a there's a lot cooler stuff going on like sci-fi stuff going on and it you know and once you get used to the animation style which it for me it doesn't bother me like i'm like it's terrible mm-hmm. even for the time it wasn't very good but like watching it you're just like ah, eh, you're fine and you just kind of get into it and it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, eh, it's kind of charming in a, in a crappy way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when yeah. somebody does a puppet show, you're like, these puppets are really crappy, but actually the show itself is pretty good. So. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but um, so I love TNG. I love the TNG movies. I didn't, I couldn't get into Voyager. Voyager just like yeah. has like one or two interesting characters and the rest I, I really don't care about. And, I, but I like these Deep Space Nine. I kind of wish the Deep Space Nine crew and the Voyager crew were flipped because <laughs> the Voyager char- or the Deep Space Nine characters are way more interesting than the Voyager characters. Right. And they just have to have stuff to happen to them. They can't go do things. Right. They're exactly. Kind of more so everything has to come everything. to them. Yeah. yeah. Everything has to come to them. And it gets a little better when they can leave the spa- when the station because that happens later on. But I, Just on a whim, I decided to watch some Voyager a couple nights ago. And because I've seen a lot of episodes at one point or another, but I don't remember a lot. So I just started at the beginning, thought yeah. I'll just watch a little bit. And I found myself like <sighs> Tom Paris was doing something in the first episode. And it was it was kind of funny. And he's an all right character and I don't mind him. And then like the thought occurred to me, I'm like, this would be a much better storyline if it was about Riker, which I think is going to be like my biggest problem with watching any other Trek I just love the next gen crew so much that I'm always going to be thinking, mm, yeah, this storyline's good, but it'd be better if Jordy was in here or Data was in here because I just <laughs> like those guys more. They're so good. They're yeah. such good characters, and you're just like, yeah, this would be better with them. And even Worf jumps on to uh, Deep Space. Nine. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So he get, he he jumps into there. So and then you also have O'Brien, mm-hmm. which O'Brien's not that great of a character, but no, but he's, I like he's him. on Deep Space he's Nine. He's, and that actor Call Meany is actually a pretty good actor. So yeah, I like him. It, it's pretty good, but I would stay away from Enterprise if you haven't seen it. It's not even worth your time. I never have gotten past the intro of Enterprise, like the it's, opening. Credits. Isn't it the worst intro yeah, it's ever? Really bad. It's I don't the know worst. Why, I don't know why they did that. It's like a fan made thing. It does, which, by the yeah. way, that there's an awesome fan made film that I'll probably send you the link to. It's like documentary style, mm-hmm. and they just interview people, and you get bits of this story from the interviews. It's That's really cool. good. It's really, really good, and the effects are pretty good, and they hire, like, I would say, like, B, C-level actors mm-hmm. to do this, so it's it's actually pretty good. But, um, okay, so I'm kind of getting the, the <laughs> feel out for what your Star Trek fandom is here, yes. but uh, real quick, I, I think before it's we get into- It's important to note before our discussion that okay. I'm not super attached to- um, the Shatner Nimoy crew, because I I know like it it doesn't it does it didn't bother me when those characters were played by new actors because I never watched the old show that much. 
Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely get into that because I do want to talk more about that. But just in case we get into spoilers. But one more thing before I do the spoiler warning mm-hmm. is uh, have you watched the new show? No, I have not. Okay. I was because I, I wanted to get your thoughts on what you thought about the, the new show. No, I have I, not. I've not wanted to get the streaming service to watch it. So I just thought, man. And, and that's kind of my thing with Trek is I, I'm very much planning on buying Disney's new streaming service for the. Uh, the Star Wars show because that yeah. will be like a day one purchase for me. And with Trek, I, as much as I like Trek, I, I did not feel the need to worry about well, watching Discovery. There'll be other content there besides, you know what I mean, with the streaming service. With Disney's, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. There'll be definitely. other content. There'll be other content, but also I would 100% pay $5 a month to just watch the Star Wars show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I'm going. I plan on it. Yeah. I plan on. It. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to get the Disney streaming service service because I'm like, I've been waiting my whole life for a Star Wars, uh, TV show. Yeah. Like, my, like literally my whole life waiting same. for this. So and, my and life I, yeah, is significantly less than yeah. yours, but yeah, same. <laughs> it is. Hey, now come on. That's mean. No. Uh, <laughs> no. So okay. So you haven't seen the new one. Let's no. do a brief pause for spoiler warning. All hands stand to battle stations. Okay, sweet. Um, and we're back. We're back. Uh, from the <laughs> and we're back because we're gonna get all spoilers on this. Uh, I should have asked you before we started the show. My notes are sort of in like a linear fashion, but I don't want to do a beat by beat like we normally do. We're getting away from that anyway. Mm-hmm. But I just want to talk about it. What rewatching this was so great for me. Like I just I loved it. It's fun. And I forgot it's so much fun and I forgot how much I liked it. Do you like what do you like the first two movies at all? Um yes, I love 09. Great okay. movie, a lot of fun. Great introduction to the characters with how they're going to be cuz they're all very similar to the original series but you know, they're just played by different actors, but I I really love the way everyone does it. Into Darkness, I haven't seen in a while. I don't remember disliking it as much as most people seem to dislike it. Um, yeah. But again, I have not seen it in a while. And I it's not as good as, as the 09 Trek. And then Beyond no. is, well, are we getting to that? Yeah, go ahead. Beyond is my favorite of the new movies. I love Beyond. So good. Yeah. Um, I kind of have the same feeling about 09. Like, I have a soft spot. I actually like Kirk. I like William Shatner. I love Leonard Nimoy as Spock. Mm-hmm. I've never actually been fond of McCoy or pretty much any of the other characters. I kind of like uh, Sulu. Yeah. Sulu is like my favorite of the ancillary characters. You know, he's still part of the main characters, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he doesn't get much time. The, the old show but is very much about Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. That's It's very much about that. Yeah. Even the movies, the, yes. the original Star Trek movies are much about, you know, that those three. Yep. And there's reasons why they changed that, you know, for good reasons, I feel. Uh, I've never been into McCoy. He's always annoyed me. Like, he's just this codger old man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what? As I got older, when I go back, because I did a rewatch of the original movies, I was like, okay, I kind of like McCoy a little better now because now I'm that, getting now to that, that point. Now that you're a grumpy old man. And I get off my lawn, you crazy kids. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a whatever, you know, insert joke there. Yep. I like the 09 one. I think everybody does a really great job with that. Yeah. Casting uh, was great in the, the first cast movie. Is, they, they killed is, it. Is really, really good. You even have Chris Pine as uh, his dad for like a like a few minutes or whatever Hemsworth before he dies. 
Hemsworth. I'm sorry. What did I say? Chris, you said Chris Pine. Okay, you know, Chris Pine plays Kirk. Yes. <laughs> Hemsworth. There's just, too many Chris's. You know, just insert Chris here. There's so many of them. <laughs> Hemsworth. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to insert that in um, <laughs> later when I edit this back. But uh, no, Hemsworth, you get him for a split second. Yep. Zachary Quinto, I think, is my least favorite of the new cast. Actually, that's not true. Actually, Zoe Saldana, I'm not a big fan of hers, but she does okay job. I'm yeah. I'm fine with her in in these movies. I'm, I, there's something about her. She just feels like a little like a like a little girl playing a grown up. <laughs> I, I like there's her. something about okay, and that's fine. I have yeah. no, it's just my own weird thing that I have, and we just did top five. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, and, you, you can- <laughs> and you, she was an honorable mention for you. She's an honorable mention, but like, there's nothing strong enough in her catalog for me to mention it. But what? Zachary Quinto, his, I, I love Spock so much that I'm just like, he's not, he doesn't nail it in the first movie. I, I would and, agree with that. But he does. It's not terrible, right? Like, it's not terrible at all. The second movie, the one thing I didn't like about it, it's not a bad movie. I'm like, you're redoing the Wrath of Khan. Mm, why yeah why i didn't you know and benedict were, cumberbatch deserves better i don't think he's like the bee's knees or anything but like i i, I could have done something better. more interesting he could have done something more interesting it, that story doesn't make sense you know why is everybody afraid of Khan? yeah you know what i mean it, it, it's I, it's it very much plays into nostalgia for the wrath of Khan, which you know it, it it would have been better to do something different. I understand why they, you know, felt like they had to do that a little bit. But also, I think part of the backlash is that they were so secretive about it and saying, oh, no, it's not going to be that. It's not going to be that. <laughs> and then it was that. And everyone was just yeah. kind of like, well, we kind of wish you had been telling the truth. And it wasn't about that. Yeah, we kind of wish you just told us the truth and said, OK, maybe they're going to do something different with it because they did do something different with it, but not enough, right. in my opinion. But it's not... <sighs> I, I don't like it, but it's not. I can't say that it's a horrible movie. Plus, these movies look great, mm-hmm. and they they are very much action like movies. Really? Yeah, yeah they're not. Which is these weird movies for Star are, Trek. are very different from traditional Trek. Yes, yes. But I I I like that. It's just a different type of Trek. But I'm I'm okay with it. I'm Again, okay I'm it. a guy who loves Star Wars, though. So, <laughs> well, it, they're very much like Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm honestly okay with it too. I think when it comes to the Star Trek, I don't know why people compare the two like uh, like uh, properties because right. they're not similar at all. Really, Star Wars is is uh, science fantasy if you even want to go there, but it's not even really that. It's mostly just fantasy. Yes, set in space and more uh, and way more actiony than traditional Star Trek. Way more actiony. Star Trek is traditional science fiction. Yeah. It's a lot of the stuff is based on real science or theoretical science. Um, a lot of it is it's a, a little bit more mature because usually it deals with like uh, morals and politics and ethical quandaries and stuff like that. So it, it usually it usually appeals to adults more because it, it touches on like like. Science fiction is supposed to. Mm-hmm. It touches on things that affect us all. It basically uses the science fiction setting to talk about something personal or something related to uh, human beings in our existence or right. whatever in our everyday life. That's 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 really that's what the best science fiction. Yep, agreed. Star Wars is fantasy. I yes. I like both. So I think I lean more towards Star Wars just because I don't know. I just I like fantasy in general, but I don't know why they compare the two. They're very um, things, different. But, 
They're very different, I, but I, we're never going to get. Sadly, because I, I love Star Wars and I'd love to see it do this, but I don't think we're ever going to get a story where someone debates for an hour whether or not C three PO is a sentient being, like they did in Next Gen with Data. Like that's just you know, Star Trek is a show that would take an hour to talk about whether or not this android is a is capable of making his own decisions. And that's just something that is is there for Star Trek, and Star Wars is probably never going to get into that. They're, They're just going to keep blowing stuff up. That. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's the what you brought up is one of the best episodes in Star Trek. Yes, you know, is is Data a person? Is he a, a you know, is he is he a person? Does he have rights mm-hmm. that uh, a being would have? Or does he have? Should he have, should or, he have agency? Yeah, should he have? you know full autonomy so it's very interesting i hope that this new show might go into some of that stuff since it's a television show they can do new things now because they have more time to tell more stories so i'm hoping they might touch on it if even if they touch on it i'll i that would be awesome if they touched on whether droids are you know because it is kind of weird in that universe when you really think about it yeah you know, are they are they touching on it? But that's the best thing about Star Trek. So the new movies are very much like Star Wars, and I'm yes. okay with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of fans are like, well, they changed the ship, and it doesn't make sense, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, the whole reason why they did this different timeline with the first movie is so that it they're separate. They both exist. Yep. You know, so let's just we're this is the thing that we're doing now. We can't have that anymore. You know, they're old, they're done, you know, a lot of them have passed on. So it's like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like we're we're moving away from that. No one wants to see a seventy year old trying to do a, a movie like this you know what i mean like right. it's it's not appealing it, it's gotta you know it, you, from a cynical aspect you've got to sell it but also they don't want to do it anymore they've done everything they wanted to do you yep. know what i mean they're they're done with it so i'm okay with the changes i'm okay with the ship being different and no one's you know what I no mean? one's stealing your old dvds so you can still watch those. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Yeah. There's too many. Fa- the fan base is too large. Yeah. This is just a different thing along the same lines. And yes, it is more. It's less uh, cerebral. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we're getting into that. I, I do enjoy these movies. I kind of want to get into the film. I, I like the opening of this movie. I yes. love the way it opens. You get like this great shot of the ship. And because it's in space, it, it's sort of the camera's like tw- swirling around the ship. And we get like an above view, but it's not, you know, there's no up or down in space. So it's like (laughs) we get like an above view, but it like twists and turns, which is something cool now that we can, you know, they don't have just models anymore. It's all CGI, but I I like that little shot and it makes the the classic Star Trek noise, you know, the little beeps and pulses as it flies through space. The opening mission with Kirk. I I love the twist on that. I love that it has humor because that's a lot of things a lot of people don't like realize is that Star Trek, although very dry, has a lot of humor in it. Yeah, it does. It's got a lot of humor and it's got very silly moments in it too. So I love that like when they get to the planet, it's just these like you think they're like huge and they're just like a foot tall if that, you know, and he gets attacked by the foot tall things because of this, you know, this um, mix up. But I I was like, okay, that's really funny. That's Uh a really great way to open this movie. (laughs) It. this the opening of this movie is is um the first part in my my major point that I have about this movie why I love it and why I love the script in particular um I'm sure you've heard of the I guess it's a, a trope at this point I get a literary technique of Chekhov's gun yes okay so this movie I think uses that so many times perfectly and and the first 
time they do it is in this very this beginning where it's um played for humor and it seems like it's not going to be a big deal and then of course the relic that they get from this this opening thing is it comes back later as as a major plot point and that's yes. just the first time that they that they use this technique and we'll get into other other points as they come but it's i i think it uses this this technique many times effectively it's very well written and it's very modern mm-hmm. uh, but it's still very star trek this is the thing about i love about this one the other movies are good but they lean more towards star wars this one leans more towards the original movies and the actual show it gets more yeah. into trek it still has the excitement and it still has like the action and the adventure or whatever uh, which really Star Trek is about adventure. I like that it's just like you said, just so well written. Everything's set up, everything makes sense. Uh, you're not sitting there like, well, that I don't understand this. This is too highbrow or it's too technical or whatever. They explain everything, but it's also it doesn't like pander to you, mm-hmm. and it sets everything up. You know what I mean? So if you see something here, pay attention because it's gonna sh- it's gonna come back later. Yep. You know, so there's there's a lot of stuff. It's it's just a well written script and it's a tight written script. Uh Simon Pegg like co wrote this. Yeah. Who plays the guy who plays Scotty. So and I like Simon Pegg a lot. He's a such a great actor and he's he's got great timing mm-hmm. and everything and he does such a good job. There's a there's a lot more Scotty in this movie than there are in the other movies. <laughs> yeah. Any movie I would say there's a lot more <laughs> Scotty in this. But it, they play it well because he is with uh uh, Jayla, yeah, the character we meet. So I, I kind of there's a reason for it at least. There is a reason, so, but it's it's very obvious that he uh, wanted to give himself more screen time in this one. I can't I can't blame him. Honestly, no. he did such a good job writing, yeah. and I like and, and honestly, Simon Pegg is great. He's great yes. in just about everything he's in. So it's like, ah, uh, you're getting more Simon Pegg. Are you gonna complain? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, no, you're not gonna complain. Uh, so essentially, like just just to set it up, if people haven't seen it, Kirk, you know, the crew gets a mission. And basically, there's they're going out into deep space to I think they're to recover like a beacon, or they're going out to I forget. <laughs> I just watched this and I forget what the reason why they go out there. Anyway, they go out there to I think to rescue something as a rescue mission for this captain. Yeah, uh, because someone someone comes into uh, the main station. Like Kirk is talking about wanting to quit or become an admiral yeah. or something. Someone barrels into the the main space station they're at and says that their crew has been captured and Enterprise is sent out to go help this crew on this planet. Yeah, they're supposed to go back because the cat they have the captain. Yeah, but you know she's like, okay, I'll tell you where it's at and I'll, and I'll take you out there. But we because I you know I want to go get my crew. Um, but when they get out there, they get ambushed essentially and then they're stranded on this planet for a good chunk of the movie yep. or whatever yep. that's basically what happens but i like the the thing it's like kirk's kind of tired he's sort of exhausted by starfleet like he's just like i think i'm gonna quit you know and i love how he says they work this in here like he's like uh, he's doing his captain's log and he's like everything's becoming a little bit episodic yeah i like that <laughs> there's a lot of nice winks there's a yep. lot of nice winks to stuff in this movie and that's really a great one Again, like you said, going back to it, it's really well written. And I, I want to talk about Justin Lin a little bit. Like, he's... I did not expect this movie to be this good. Mm-hmm. I like the Fast and Furious movies for what they are. And he's directed the better ones. I would say the best ones he's done. He's also done a movie which I've seen, which is... Um, I think it's called Better Luck Tomorrow. And that movie's actually pretty good. It's just sort of this independent film of these guys. And they're just into mischief. And then they get, like, pulled into this weird, like not heist but like criminal world and everything just goes nuts and it completely changes all of them forever um 
and that movie's actually pretty pretty well done. It's better than you think it would be when you first start watching it. Uh-huh. You're just like, oh, this is gonna be like a night, like you know, four friends and they get pulled into some crime and mischief or whatever. But it really is it it gets really good. So I can't believe I'm this surprised, but this movie is is very much a good balance of like a popcorn summertime blockbuster movie, but also like science fiction Star Trek stuff. Yep. I, I don't agree. know what you think about it. Yeah, I, I had never seen a Justin Lin movie, I don't think. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, yeah? So I I didn't have any expectations going in. And But I, 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 like, I like Abrams, and I like his style, but I was also kind of excited to see someone else's take on this crew. And I was, I'm happy with how it turned out. It's, I forgot that he, that JJ Abrams directed the first two. two I forgot about yes. that. And then he, let, he didn't that. do this one because he was busy doing Force Awakens. That's right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cause this came out uh, two years ago. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. 2016. 2016. So yeah. So I, the one thing I love about my favorite character in these movies is Bones. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting to. Like, I don't like McCoy in the original series, but I like I love him because it's Carl Urban, right? And I just I just think he has like this weird, not weird, but like this uh, unusual charm to him. So mm-hmm. no matter what he's in, I'm like, oh, it's Carl Urban. I was like, he's I was like, I'm gonna enjoy at least part of this movie or whatever. But I love him as Bones and how grouchy he is. Yeah, for whatever reason, he's more relatable than than the other. I think his name is DeForest Kelly, which who was the original? Yes. Uh, McCoy. So him as has bones is really great, and I love how he steals a he steals like scotch from Chekhov's locker. <laughs> yes, I like that. And he and Kirk drink it, and they toast to his like I think it's his birthday, and then like they pour a third glass uh, for uh, Kirk's dad. I kind of there's like nice little touches like that, like little character moments mm-hmm. for everybody. Some more than others, but I do I did like that a lot, and I love. I think we already talked about this, but like the aliens in my notes, I'm like alien characters. Woo! Because they're on the crew. I'm like, you know what? Star Wars needs to take a uh, some notes for on this one. There needs to be more main characters, or at least characters that have some sort of speaking role. Because we have the alien captain who comes and is like, I need to rescue my crew. And then later on, we get uh, Jayla, who's an alien character. Yep. I I just I want more of that. I want more of those kind of characters. I agree. In in Star Wars that have a speaking role or a part of the plot, they don't have to take over the whole movie, but just that's... no, just to give them a main role. Like I I see humans every day of my life. I'm bored of them. I want to see some aliens. <laughs> I'm with you, man. And I have in my notes. I'm like, this is the only diversity I care about is more aliens <laughs> in star in science fiction movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not the only diversity. Just, just to clarify, don't 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 at me. Don't at me. I'm I'm okay with minorities having major roles. I really am. I'm making no but comments. I I'm I'm more of a sci-fi guy than I am anything else. So I'm just like, yay! I love aliens being as major. I would watch no, a whole I mean, movie with aliens. Yeah, I would too. I would be. I would. Uh, yeah, I, I a hope live we action get more. movie. A live action movie on set with like with just Rodians. Give me that. In Star Wars, oh, that's all I man. want. I I would get us both tickets, <laughs> and, and we would go, and we'd make a day of it. It'd be awesome. I like the with the, the alien captain. There's like a translator delay. Yes, I really I really love that because it's like she starts speaking, and then like we get the English version later. So there's no need for subtitles. Yep. Not that I have anything against against subtitles. 
I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But I like how they did that because it's not too distracting mm-hmm. and it speaks for hers. But it, it also it like helps. It, there's good little world building moments in this. So you get a sense of how everything works in this universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I like that because that's a, that's a problem with uh, all sci-fi with aliens. You either have to do the subtitles or you have to explain kind of like why everyone is speaking English or you just ignore it and everybody is speaking English. Even like <laughs> the first time you ever meet the Borg in Star Trek, they speak English for some reason. And it's just you just don't think about it. But it, it is nice to have something little like that that builds the world a little bit that not everyone is like us, but that's okay. We still can communicate and it doesn't distract too much it's it's cool it's cool i like it it's again i like the little things like that in the in the world it's really cool uh so where we go here well so we get to the swarm because all these little ships are the swarm i think it's so fantastic they look like bees and it's cool and they just they just destroy the enterprise in like seconds they do it in seconds but the the great thing about that when i was re-watching it because in my mind i'm like oh they destroy it and it immediately crashes it doesn't happen like they take it down so they take the yeah they get the saucer section down yeah they get it down to the saucer section so like the the nacelle engines just like fall away and you're like oh and it happens and when it does it it just is it's a shocking moment but they don't linger on it too much they're just like it's, it's getting real yeah stuff's getting real right now i like how they're just bees and they sort of like saw things off and the enterprise is like defenseless because they're too small yep they're too small for, to, for them to like lock on and because and, if they take out they could probably take out one or two but they can't take out like because there's just hundreds of them and that's something we don't see much in trek is little small fighters like that doesn't show up very often it's usually just big ships usually other big ships are even bigger ships than the enterprise but yeah we don't get that they're just overwhelmed they're a swarm so they're just completely yeah. overwhelming very cool visuals very cool visuals the whole, oh, this whole series Really, the visual effects are just amazing. And I had to yeah. look up the effects company, and they're called Deneg. Never heard of them. Never heard of them either. But they are really, really good. Because I was looking at all the little... Like, when she... Later on, when Jayla sets up the uh, little modifiers thing, so she basically sets up little uh, hologram things. Yeah. So it looks like she's standing here, or it looks like the ship is hidden, mm-hmm. but it's not really hidden. The little transition and effects on those are just amazing. When I was watching it, I was like... Because I watched it on Amazon Prime. Because it's... Uh, that's one, That's another thing I want to mention. If you wanted to watch this movie, I should have said that up top. <laughs> it's available on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, uh, go watch Star Trek Beyond. It's really great. But um, if you've seen it, see it again. There you go. You know, I love Amazon Prime because everything comes through so clear when you're watching it it the effects on it are just absolutely amazing but when the engines fall off the ship and the swarm is like overwhelming the enterprise they're still trying to get everything going and the reason why they don't completely crash is because they get the thrusters back online Mm -hmm. but that whole scene like takes a while it's not it's not like oh they damage the ship and they immediately crash it the crew is like working together to trying to get the ship up and going again so that they don't all die yeah and it's just a really great scene of them because the the ship's some of them crash into the ship and then they board the ship crash into the enterprise and swore you know they basically board the enterprise and are trying to find i think they're trying to find this object. yes the, the thing from the beginning of the movie that yeah, you thought that really... you didn't think was a big deal but turns out it is a big deal yeah because it's a nice little cold opening yeah that we get on on a previous mission you think it has nothing to do with anything but it actually ties in which is really good so they hung the gun on the wall and then they went back and got the gun (laughs) later (laughs) it's really good it's a nice tight script like i said it's really good but i love when they crash one it's it's like really disheartening when 
the crew is just like some of them are being like uh, blown out into space. Yeah. And then the ship, the Enterprises, it, it Enterprises, Enterprise crashes. <laughs> it, it's it's like really kind of a sad moment because you're like, oh man, this is really happening. They're getting jacked up. But I love how the entire crew is like separated. Yeah. All of our main characters are split into groups. I I want to know what your favorite group is because we first have uh, we've got Kirk and Chekhov, and then we've got Spock and Bones. And then we've got Scotty, and then who we meet is, is Jayla, who's been on the planet. And then we have the rest sort of in a, in a camp. Yeah, it, that's that's tough because Spock and McCoy are definitely the most fun yes. on their own. They get into the most, they have the, the most uh, humor from that part of the movie for sure. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's I, good emotional beats from them. Yes. Like dramatically and comedically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think probably I, I would go with them. Just because you do get, because they've been at each other's throats through the whole series, which, you know, is something that came from the the original series. But in this moment when they're like struggling to to stay alive, you get the Lord of the Rings moment between like Gimli and, and Legolas where they say, oh, I couldn't die next to an elf. How about next to a friend? Blah, blah, blah. You get that moment <laughs> between Bones or between McCoy and and spock so that's that's a nice that's a nice moment it's a really great moment i really love it and i I love that they have like a nice moment but they still they still make fun of each other they still make fun of each other like friends do like you have that friend that's just like a little bit antagonistic towards you yep you know what i mean but you when it when push comes to shove like nobody's gonna mess with my friend but me exactly (laughs) like i could call him that you can't call him (laughs) that that kind of thing exactly you know which does exist, you know. So I love that. I do like uh, Scotty and Jayla, and Jayla is just amazing. And I can't remember the name of that actress. So- that plays her. Sophia Batella or something like that. I'm not sure how to something pronounce her like last name. I know it's Sophia. She's a she's really great. I've seen her in other stuff, uh, but I love her design mm-hmm. in it. Just if you just Google it, Google Star Trek Beyond. She's the one in the white makeup that's got like the black like little squiggly lines on her face and the white hair. She's amazing. She's a total like she's like kicks everybody's butt. It's really good, and she's like so intense. And she's like funny and like aggressive. She's a she's a fish out of water type. She doesn't really understand like social norms with this crew, and that leads to a lot of funny situations. A lot of funny situations. So she's it's she's just a really lovable, likable character. Mm-hmm. I love that she calls uh, Scotty Montgomery Scotty. Yes, very funny. <laughs> and she calls everybody by their full name, which is really <laughs> great throughout the whole thing. But I love her design, her attitude, and her personality. It's really it's like a nice little addition that they just came up with. Yeah. To, to work against like a traditional member of the crew or whatever. Um, so I, I really liked their dynamic. The funny thing is they put Kirk and Chekhov together and this is like the first movie where I feel like Chris Pine is playing Kirk. Yeah. Like he gets more, he's more mature in this one. Yes, he is. And he's less of like the frat boy type. He which feels I, more I like a captain. Yes. Which I don't know where they got that from because in the original show, he, you know, Kirk, like, you know, he sleeps around or whatever but he was never like a frat boy no i don't know i never got that vibe from him i you know what i mean like he you know he's not gonna turn anything down but he's not like (laughs) a hound but they made him like into like a sort of a hound dog in the um in the first movie but i like that Chekhov has sort of taken on over that role where he's like every time you see Chekhov, he's always talking to some lady 
whoever it is on the crew doesn't matter. It could be an alien woman or like a just like a human woman, and he's like, "Hey, did you know that this is you know?" <laughs> and he's like, he's like macking on her and yeah. stuff. He's like, so every time you turn around, he's sort of. So I like that they put Kirk and Chekhov together because it's like young Kirk and old Kirk yep. together. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is funny. In the original series, like he didn't really have much of a personality. Chekhov, no, no, a lot of those like. <sighs> I, f- I feel like in the original series, everyone beyond the, the three, the main three, kind of uh-huh. got like an episode during the series. Like, uh, everyone always thinks of Sulu, the one where he uh, has the sword and he's shirtless. And like, I, I feel like everybody, right. e- every one of those characters gets a moment in the old original series, but it was mostly about the the other, the, the main three. So main three, I yeah. like that these movies do, it's kind of about K- Kirk, but everyone gets their little moments, which I like in, yeah, each, I in, like. Each, mo- in each movie, really. Yeah. In each movie is, is a little more about this person or a little bit more about that. But in this one, it does a pretty good job balancing everybody out. Yeah. I would say Zoe Saldana and um, John Cho don't really get they, too much they to get do. The, they get the least amount, I think. Yeah. So I'm hoping if they do another one, which I don't know if they're going to do another one. They're having problems. Yeah, but. it seems like nobody wants to sign on for it. So. Well, I wanted to talk about that. Everybody wants end. more money. Yeah. Uh, is why this movie didn't do as well as it should have. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later, hopefully, a little bit. We'll touch on yeah. it. But I love the music that she listens to. She's listening to Public Enemy, yes. which is something I listened to <laughs> when I was, like, 10. So, oh, I've, um, I've, got a, I've got a note about music in this movie. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. Do you, okay. Do you want to talk about it now? or you? Wanna, well, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess if we're not going through the plot. Okay, so I mentioned the, the first Chekhov's gun with the, the MacGuffin at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, there, there's several others, but there's one Chekhov's gun that I think makes this the the best Star Trek movie of these of these three is the fact that okay J.J. Abrams has his weird Beastie Boys thing where he has to have Beastie Boys in every movie that he's ever done because he loves the Beastie Boys so much. Well, where's it in Force Awakens? Um, well, it's in several. It's it's in the last. It's in the last. It's Jedi. in a lot of places. Um, one of the. Uh, alien pilots at the end first off his name is elo asti which is like hello Nasty. i thought that was yeah i thought that was from uh, last jedi i thought that was the guy no, that, that guy's in force awakens the... i don't know if there's anything in last jedi i thought the guy who's in the last jedi who reports when finn and rose are parked on the uh uh beach oh you, i thought his name he, was elo no he does have another name i forget what it is it's another beastie boys album it's not elo asti is it elo yeah, asti's the dude oh, it's from not. force awakens but you're right that guy does have another beastie boys name i can't remember which one it is i don't know it might be licensed ill some pun on that but anyway um oh okay that's right the alien guy who's the pilot is named elo yes okay so abrams okay. has this weird beastie Sorry. boys thing he's been doing he did it in all of the well the both of the the trek movies that he did you know sabotage keeps coming back in each in each right. one of those movies and i'm i kind of just roll my eyes at it each time and i was like yes i know abrams you love beastie boys but i think it is all worth it for the moment in this movie that <laughs> that has been leading to so I'm going to call that a big Chekhov's gun from the very beginning of these Trek movies that they that, Isn't it that great? they pay off in this it's just it is the coolest moment of the movie and if the movie ended with them flying through the swarm destroying 
all these all these ships with a like an a audio feedback from them playing sabotage. Uh, it it was it's great. It's wonderful. Disrupt the communication for the swarm ships by using music, but they have to get close enough to do it. So they have they need loud music, and of course they use Beastie Boys, which I I'm a big fan of Beastie Boys. I grew up on Beastie Boys, so I love them, and I love it's that song, and it's the the best thing about that. And you're right, it is the best thing because not only is it like fitting, it's it's so fitting. It it works thematically. Yep. Um, it works story-wise. Yeah, because they're they're on a ship that has all this old classic music. Like it's the same ship that was playing Public Enemy earlier. Like it's yeah. yes. Of yeah. course, it would have and, Beastie well, Boys on there. The song is sabotage. Right. And what are they doing? I know. They're doing a sabotage. I hey know. y'all, it's a sabotage. It works that way. It works story-wise because it's like she has. It's already established. She has this music and she likes this music, which fits her character. Mm-hmm. I-, I love it. And then, like you said, it's a callback to the first movie. Yep. And Kirk is like, "Good choice." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, it's it's." It, I people hate that moment. I love. That is it. the best moment of it. the movie for me. It's excellent writing. It's it's excellent excellent yep. writing. It's what you were talking about, and I knew you were dying to tell. <laughs> I love that moment. I, <laughs> I when I saw this in the theater, I had like a huge smile Same. on my face. I'm like, this movie is awesome. I was like, it gets it. I was like, they get it. They get it, and they nailed it. Because it's like it it hits like all the different facets of your personality, like nerd wise, and just like music wise. So like that's a cool thing, and then it just it's just like your your action thing. So it's like hitting all these little points for me in my brain and in my personality. And I'm like, this is I'm like this. You couldn't. Not only is it awesome that this is in here, but it makes sense within the world and the story. I'm like. I mean, what what more could you want? What more could you want? What couldn't you love about that? So I don't understand what people say. Oh, it's stupid or whatever. And I'm like, no. you know what I, I say like, to I those people? They're stupid. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. We're calling you at me. I don't care. <laughs> you can at me too. I don't <laughs> care. No, I I love for a second when Bones when they're rescuing people and they they get the transporter working off the old Franklin um, starship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bones is left for a second. Yep. Because he's just like, he's getting surrounded by the enemy, and Spock, he's like, well, at least I won't die alone, and then Spock goes. He's got, like, the best lines in this movie. He does. Like, he, he's, he's really, it's really great. So we're pretty much to the end of the uh, movie. I like that they call the the Beastie Boys classical music. Yes, that's funny. That, that's really great. Yeah, they, I mean, the, it's a good, you know, it's, it's a good action movie. You got your typical ending action fight between the hero and the bad guy who's trying to kill people. Like, whatever. It's it's a it's an action-y Star Trek movie. That's what you're going to get, but it's yeah. it's fun. It's fun. It goes on a little too long, but it doesn't get boring for you me. You get, again, some cool visuals with the Yorktown and all the, the gravity weirdness yeah. from like from that <laughs> space station so that the gravity weirdness is fun yeah it looks like a snow globe yeah because yeah it does even um a bones he comments on it he's like it looks like a snow globe it's about ready to break in the middle of space he's like it's horrible <laughs> you know so he's kind of like the uh han solo of of star trek yeah that's true where he just is like he points out he's like that's stupid Always complaining <laughs> about like- everything <laughs> He just say it, so he's like so like cynical, and yeah. you're just like, will you shut up, you know? But it's funny, so yep. it's really good. I like that the end scene. I like, like you said, all the crazy stuff with the gravity. It's a, it's just a really great moment. Um, what do you think before that when when they're rescuing the rest of the crew? What did you think of the motorcycle thing? Like a lot of people, they have a problem with that. Uh, it's it's all right. I think it's 
it was very clear that this was a director of some Fast and Furious movies during that moment. Um, but it's it's fine. I mean, it's just a fun. I I don't very often have complaints about movies. Movies have to be very bad for me to have complaints about a scene like that. It's just like I'm there to watch a fun movie. I'm not expecting a ton out of this, and uh, it's a good it's a good fun action sequence. I think. Yeah, like Rogue One, bad though. Or man, hey now, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't hate Rogue One. Um, no, I, I, a lot of people complain about it, but I'm like, it's fine. There's, there's always like old stuff. The ship on there is, it's like a hundred years old. They even say that yeah. like they crashed there like a hundred years ago or whatever. So like the fact that there's a, a motorcycle on there, I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? It's just, what if it was like a hover bike, you know, or, or something similar to that? Would it, would it have, it, the scene still would have been the same yeah. regardless, but the fact that it's a motorcycle, and it's like, okay. Again, it's a callback to the, the, the first Trek movie where we see Kirk on a motorcycle like that's when he's on earth he's riding a motorcycle around so it's just like yeah whatever it's star trek this is kirk it's, he likes motorcycles he likes motorcycles there's always old stuff in star trek they always like you know so that, I, I don't know plus if you watch the original show the original show is ridiculous right to me it is because there's a lot of stuff there's one where they go to a nazi planet there's one where they go to a gangster another, planet so it was like whatever was lying around at the studio that's what it is <laughs> and those are considered classic exactly episodes, and they are and they are good it's like it's like taking lemons and making lemonade so i'm like so what that there's a star uh, bike in here it makes sense for his character. It works. It's on a hundred year old ship. That's, I mean, that's what, the benefit of, of, of Trek is that it's our universe just in the future. So exactly. when we have something like Star Wars, if they were riding a motorcycle that looked like that around, that would take you out of the movie. But that would take you out because you're like, that's lazy. They should have done something yes. cool and Star Warsy. You know. But I mean? this is like, yeah, there were motorcycles on Earth in this right. universe. So yeah, let them ride it. Let them ride it, and it's fine. And it's a good scene. Yep. Because they use the technology that Jayla has or whatever to do the like the hologram things where it looks like there's a ton of Kirk riding around. They don't know which one's the real yep, one. Cool so. visuals again. It's, it's cool visuals. And I love the uh, we didn't talk about it, but whatever that thing that dust stuff is that turns hard once it hits the air. Or oh, something, yeah. That stuff's real cool. That stuff's really cool. Like it's just, it's like spray foam, instant acting spray foam. That's that's the perfect way to describe it. It's, it's so awesome. And they use that like they uh, Kirk and Chekhov get trapped in mm-hmm. it earlier and then they use it later. Again, like you said, really good writing. They set everything lots up. Of, they lots of set up and payoff in this movie. Yeah. Over and over so, again. So what did you think about the um, the music in it? I really like the music. I noticed the music more in this than I did any other film. Um, I you know, I honestly, that's probably the one weak point from these three movies is that it's not bad music. It just kind of, it doesn't stick with me. I'm not sure oh, really? I could hum any of the themes from this movie right now. Um, I like I see. like Chiquino a lot, but I don't know. Chiquino did, I think, a good job. I'm trying to think of the, uh, the theme for the bad guy, and I just, I literally just heard it yeah. like less than an hour ago, and I can't think of it. So you've got a, a solid point there. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It just doesn't stick with me. I think what it is is I like the medley at the end because mm-hmm. they play, they do the space, the Final Frontier, yeah. and they play the original music. Then they play the uh, the bad guys theme from this movie, and then they play the Star Trek, the new Star Trek theme, and then he kind of weaves it in, and me- you know, everybody knows what a medley. Yes. is. Why am I explaining? That? <laughs> So they do them. <laughs> I, I do that sometimes. I don't know why. I think everybody's like an idiot, and they're like, "What's this? Mu- what's the music?" So anyway, like, oh, the banging noise. 
I like a banging noise. <laughs> you have a high um, opinion of your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it's not my listeners. It's like I always feel like I have to like tell everybody, okay, so this is food and it goes in the mouth. I'm I'm you know, sorry, so... Super Movie Ball listeners. I'm sorry that he has such a low estimation of you. It's not our listeners. It's people in general. It's just the way I talk. I don't know why. I think you're. You know I think you're is? really smart, listeners. <laughs> Shut up, Riley. <laughs> You know what it is? I have two parents that were teachers, and that's oh, the problem. That it's is, like in my yeah. genes, so I have to explain everything because I'm like, okay. that's it. My brother does it, too. It's not just me. <laughs> and my sisters do it, too, so it's not just me. Anyway. But I love it. I, I think it's good, but you're right. I can't. It doesn't It doesn't stick with you Yeah. Uh, as well. But I, 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 for whatever reason, when I watched this, I was, doing, I was just having a good time because I got to watch this it's movie. A good, it's a good, fun time. What yeah. more do you want out of a movie? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I have to say this. I talked about Quinto a little bit. He has, like, weird energy for me when he does Spock. Like, he plays it more like a robot than he does somebody who's supposed to be, like, intense. Yeah. But in this movie, it doesn't. It didn't bother me. I didn't notice it as much. That's good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's um he's not my favorite part of, of the movies. That's for sure. I'm a big... Who is your favorite part? Oh, man. It's probably Pine. I mean, I really like Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. He's my favorite of the Chris's. I'll go on the record. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's my favorite of the Chris's for sure. Mine's Evans. Yeah, that's like a solid choice. Really, there's not a there's Chris not Evans a wrong good, pick there. They're all good Chris's, but... They are, aren't yeah. they? But, yeah, Pine is, is, at, is at the top of Chris Mountain for me, and he's just really good in these <laughs> movies. Chris Mountain. I like that. I'm stealing that. I'm stealing <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you don't mind. I always steal stuff yeah, from okay, you. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Riley's such a good guy. He's the best. <laughs> I just like this whole movie because it's like an original episode, but on a grander scale. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it feels like an episode, but like yeah, made a little bit, propped up a little bit bigger for theatrical yep. release. But I want to talk a little bit, like, why do you think this movie did okay? It, it made like 300 some million. It had a budget of like 140, I think, somewhere in yeah. there. So it, it, it made it's its money, money back. Yeah. I think, I think for a reason why a lot of people is because a lot of people didn't like the last movie, but so, a lot of people really liked the star trek um into darkness a lot of people like that movie but a lot of people don't so i think there's a lot of mixed feelings on that but i think for me is that the trailer the trailer for this movie star trek beyond was not very good i don't remember it at all um is it just not really show is it just boring it plays it it plays the beastie boys music Uh, and even though we just talked about it out of context, out of context like, I'm, I'm done with what that. Are they tr- yeah. Yeah. You're like, what are they trying to do? Like, they're trying to make it hip and cool and blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not Star Trek. But when you watch the movie, it works. Right. So I don't think they should have played it for the trailer. Plus, it pl- it shows the part where he's on the motorbike and they're playing this. And then you've got the Fast and the Furious guy directing it. So you're just like, what is this? this? Looks- Even I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> This is not, you know, even, even, I think that's what killed it for a lot of people. And then a lot of people don't like the Kelvin universe, which is what this is. Yeah. They don't, they, they don't like these movies and a lot of Star Trek fans don't like it. Even, um, I think Peter, Peter's a Star Trek fan and, and I invited him to talk about this because we've been wanting to do this for months now. Um, but he was like, no, I haven't even seen beyond and I don't want to watch beyond. I didn't like into darkness. So I'm not, and he's like, I he didn't like the first one. Yeah. If he didn't I, like the I, first I like one, he probably one. won't like this one either, but I think this one's better than I the do... first one. Not that there's anything wrong with the no, first one. No, I, but... I think this one's better as well. But if you are a Trek fan who doesn't like Oh nine, you're probably not going to like anything that these movies are doing really. Cause there it is, it is, you know, like we said, it is, it is not, it doesn't feel like classic star trek no but i'm okay with that and 
and I'm okay with it too, but I can understand if you're a huge classic Star Trek fan, not liking it. Um, I, I think, I think it's a combination of those classic Trek fans, not liking the Kelvin universe and maybe just the general public where it's, which is where movies make most of their money are, we're just kind of done with star Trek. I don't know. Star Wars probably plays a bit a part in it. Marvel movies kind of play a part in it. There's so many big action franchises to go and see in 2016 that this one, I think just kind of got left behind. Yeah. They're also sort of limited too as to what they can do. Do you know what I mean? They're not limited, but like that's not the right word. Like they're like the Marvel movies can pretty much do just about anything now, I think. Yeah. Especially with Guardians of the Galaxy and now they're they're expanding and now Captain Marvel's about ready to come out and that movie looks like it's gonna be pretty good. So they're getting into weird and crazy stuff, which I love. I love when movies get weird and crazy, and I hope Star Wars eventually gets there. It's been pretty good, but I want it to get weirder and crazier. You're you're never um, going to get a solo McCoy movie or like a movie about Chekhov. Like a Star Trek movie with these characters is always going to be about that crew going on a mission and doing something. And it can get weird within context of that, but I don't think there's much more you can do with this formula like you can with Marvel or Star Wars. That's why I have you on the show, because that's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't articulate it. (laughs) Yes, no, I totally agree. Yeah, so... Is there anything else? Because we're reaching our little limit here of time that we got, and I want to keep it short, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. But because I could talk about this forever, especially with you. But is there anything else that we you on your notes that you want to miss, or anything you wanted to mention about this movie? Um, no, it's it's good. Peter, go watch it. I know you'll hate it, but go watch it. Peter, you should watch it. You should definitely watch it, and everybody else out there should definitely watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's a don't. I mean. I, I I don't I don't want this to be selling it short because I really do like it, but I'm just saying you know it's a if you want a fun action movie that you kind of know it's it's one of those where you know how it's going to end, like the good guys are going to win, but that's just like pretty much every action movie. Um, it's but it's just fun. It's just a fun time watching the good guys win. It's a fun time. I think it's well directed. Yeah. I think it's it's got a great cast, honestly. Great cast. It's lots of humor cast. that works. And lots of yeah, lots of stuff that works. Really actually good good writing. Mm-hmm. I think Simon Pegg is a good writer. He's already proven yeah. that with the Cornetto trilogy and all that stuff and he's he's so good. Uh but I've been trying to get Peter to watch it but he won't watch it. But anyway, anyways, if you're not Peter, you definitely have to watch this. I think it's definitely a good time. Riley, thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Anything you anything you want to talk about before we sign off here? Um, nah. Anything about Grim Off talking or anything that you're into right now that you just want to get off your chest? Uh, I guess go listen to Grim Off talking if you want. We talk about Star Wars. They do, and they do a great job. <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything else I have to say. Well, Riley, thank you for coming on again. This has been awesome. We need you to do more of mm-hmm. these. And we're going to do more of these, hopefully. But I've been dying to talk about this movie with somebody. And now that I'm, I've got this done, I'm free as a bird. I feel light, lighter than air. <laughs> Great. And I'm probably going to go watch Star Trek Beyond again <laughs> if nobody else will. I think I'm going to do. All right, man. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. All our meager listeners and, and, and hardcore diehard people. I don't wow, think you're dumb. He's calling you meager. I think, he called you dumb, and now he's calling you meager. And oh, like, wow. Our audience is meager. Uh-huh. But they're... They are small, but they are mighty. Okay. Don't you don't you test them. <laughs> don't you test them. Don't listen to him. You're not going to be on my show anymore if you're going to act this bad. 
That's okay. I'm going to get all your listeners on my show because I'm way nicer than you are. You are. You are way nicer than me. You're such a nice guy. Now get off my okay. show because that's not what we do here. All right. This has been Super Movie Ball. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, I've been killing it on Twitter lately. You guys need to, need to do it. But uh, email us in. Do you like Star Trek Beyond? Do you like Star Trek? What's your favorite Star Trek? Who's your favorite Star Trek character? Jordy. Do you like the new show? Oh, do you, oh you're, you're a Jordy guy? Jordy. 100% Jordy. I love Jordy. I, it, I love I named Jordy a dog so much. after Jordy when I was little. That's right. You told me that. Love Jordy. You're such a nerd, and I love it. <laughs> uh, I'd I have to say Jordy is is probably a close second, but I love Picard. Yeah, Picard's I mean, so yeah, they're one and two for me, too. Oh, man, he's so good. I love Picard, and I like that they're doing a new show. I kind of wish they'd get the whole crew back, though, because I love Data, I love Worf, I'm, I love Riker. I'm hoping we get at least, like, an episode with everybody. Troy. Bring everybody back. Data's the trickiest one because Brent Spiner's looking old. And Data He's should looking not pretty be out looking of old. <laughs> no. Well, you know what they can do, depending on how much budget they got. They, they can, can do the little can, dots on the face and age him. They can tarkin him. <laughs> oh. Ooh, I don't know. About that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was fun. Uh, all right. Thanks, Riley, as always. And we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That was fun. Do you like bacon? Sure you do. Do you like Kevin Bacon? Of course. Who doesn't? Well, now you can have both, sort of, with Cinema Slop, using a copyrighted process known as backward baconing. No, they don't go from tail to snout. They start with the porkmeister himself, Kevin Bacon, and the 1990s classic film Trimmers. From there, they gingerly process the film through what some have nicknamed the movie Bone Cruncher. Then, after the screams have died down, a favorite character or actor is chosen, and a movie is selected from a very choice catalog. Meet up with John and Jason on their filthy but funny journey as these two pork butts show you movie lovers what's what. Seven up some slop. You can find Cinema Slop wherever podcasts are sold. Hello, what have we here? My name is Chorb, and hey, you are the administrator of Cloud City. What are you doing here? You know me. Always gotta have a few side hustles. And what can I do for you, my little friend? I am in search of a pod which contains a cast. Chorb, my friend, we can definitely accommodate you. We have some select pod races, too, if you're in the market. No. No, thank you. We have all types of uh, podcasts here. A Star Wars podcast. Oh, I have just the thing. Here you go. Grand Moth talking. It's a piece of junk. You know what? That podcast saved my life quite a few times. Best Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. Oh, yeah? What's so great about it? Have a seat in that fine chillax chair, and we'll talk it over. Hmm, most comfortable. This is Grand Moth Talk. It's a fine, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally and much-beloved Star Wars saga. It's handcrafted and tailored to the modern fanatic, such as yourself. 
brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet oh-so-soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jasmine, Jake, and the one they call Isaac. My Zard, I will take it. I accept your proposition. You don't by chance have a relative by the name of Pork, do you? Yes. I thought you might. What leads you down this line of inquisition? I think I've seen him in here a few times. Yes. It was a pleasure doing business with you. Safe travels, Jorb. I commend you. And what about you? You listening, Chewbacca? (laughs) (laughs) You said that right, old friend. That last episode was a doozy.